Hi, thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. I hope everyone's having a glorious, wonderful day. Uh, and I hope everyone is remembering to stay inside as much as possible. Uh, anyway, today we're going to be talking about Bruja Born by Zorara Cordova. Published June 5th, 2018 by Sourcebooks Fire. It is the second novel in the Bruja, in the Brooklyn Bruja series. And instead of following Alex the time, it follows her sister, uh, Lula, as, as she deals with her PTSD of being trapped in Los Lagos by an evil witch that was going to kill her. I think what I love best about this uh, was there was such a minute detail in Labyrinth Lost about a zombie apocalypse coming. And Cordova, she, she took that concept and she turned it into the premise for this novel here. And I thought that was really great. You know, she took an idea and she just ran with it. And I love the idea that she was able to turn zombies into her own thing. You know, it's not some cliche zombie novel, you know, some cliche horror novel with zombies, you know, follows the same premise as everything else. And she ties it to the magic as, you know, this is something that went wrong because she's still suffering from her PTSD. And, you know, that has put a strain on her relationship with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, you know, he loves her and he says he doesn't know how to help her. And I can't really, you can't really blame him because, um, she really closes off uh, part of herself towards him. I mean, he'll never ever fully be able to understand her considering, you know, they don't, he doesn't even know she's a bruja. And I thought that's really important to touch upon. Like, you can't really be with someone unless you let them know all of you um, and all the shit that you're dealing with. And Luna, it, on some level, she can't let him know, but she, she doesn't really take the risk, you know, like in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, you know, she takes the risk and she tells him and then she just, you know, vanishes his memory. Yeah, you know, um, not vanishes, she makes him forget. Um, but in this novel, I think, I'm kind of glad that Cordova didn't do that because then that would have just been some cliche copycat move but she her magic in the novels they tend to be more realistic more grounded definitely more more grounded uh you know for magic I've, I've been watching once upon a time lately with my husband and my son and you know they always say the same magic comes with a price um Cordova really highlights you know that aspect you know magic comes with the price you know if you heal someone you know you're taking away their pain, but you're inflicting yourself with pain, you know, cause and effect. Um, it's it's all also sort of science-based, like you can neither, you know, matter can neither be created nor destroyed, but it can be moved. You heal someone to a point, you're taking their pain on yourself, you know. You're creating a storm out of nothing, well, you know, something else is going to happen. There's a cause and there's an effect in Cordova's magic, which I really appreciated. Uh, I don't think I, I saw that as much 
in the previous novel with Labyrinth Lost. Uh, I know I didn't talk about it, but in this novel, you really get to see the repercussions of them using magic. Um, Lula tries to save her boyfriend with magic, and she pulls her sisters into it as well. But I don't think she understands the full repercussions. You know, she stumbled upon this canto, you know, and it's it's a blood canto, and you know, blood magic and any sort of lore, any sort of mythology, blood magic is always considered very dangerous while also being very powerful, but you're crossing a line when you're using, you know, blood as life force. And <clears throat> Cordova really highlights that with Lula. I mean, Lula is so desperate. She's so closed off. She's, she's still suffering her PTSD. And as much as the first novel was a journey of self-discovery for Alex, you know, this novel is a self-discovery for Lula. She's always been, not, I guess, the obedient daughter. Well, I, I guess Rose, their youngest, she would be the obedient daughter. But Lula's always been about, you know, respecting the cantos, respecting the altar, you know. But she sort of lost herself um, when she was in Los Lagos. You didn't really hear it from Alex's perspective. You know, she was still like the sister, know-it-all sister in Labyrinth Lost, but here you really get to see it. Uh, she's, she's lost herself, and it's a journey. You know, she's so unsure of her scars. She, she is so unsure of <clears throat> her day-to-day -day life. So she enacts a spell to save her boyfriend, but, you know, unwittingly, it puts her in the crosshairs of La Muerta, you know, the goddess of, of death, really. Um, the collector of souls and she's trapped the goddess of death in our realm so what happens to all these people who were supposed who were supposed to die you know they're kind of caught in between they're not dead but they're not alive either and their only sustenance is to eat hearts basically I mean there's your zombie aspect but the way Cordova really um, brought to life the casi muertos um, she gives them a unique name. She gives them a sort of magical, unique backstory that really makes it unique for this novel and really makes it incredibly compelling. I mean, this is one of those books that you just can't put down because you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Like, Lula, how could you do something like that? It's, it's a really good <laughs> tension-driven novel. And... I really enjoyed that about this novel, how she was able to take something, you know, in the media, in the mainstream, and really make it her own and really make it fresh and unique for her purposes of telling the story. And as well as with the magic, you know, I thought the magic, how she structures the magic, the cantos, um, I thought that was a very, it's thoughtful. It's very thoughtful writing. It's constructed very well and it's very realistic at the same time. And I can't say that enough, you know, it was so well done, how she structures the magic in the novel, how she's able to keep the story grounded in realism at the same time, while also giving a thought-provoking, you know, journey for Lula, because Lula has to rediscover herself. She has to rediscover her belief in the veil. She has to rediscover her belief in the magic and the world. And 
it's a struggle. You know, anyone who suffers from PTSD, it's always a struggle to just kind of go about your day-to-day, -day, you know, your day-to-day, -day, you know, aspects. You know, I, I, I'm at a loss for words, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But to just go about yourself day-to-day, -day, it's, it's a struggle for anyone with PTSD. I can't speak from experience, so I'm only um, surmising, but I'm sure anyone suffering from PTSD, you know, it's a struggle to get out of bed. You know, you get flashbacks of something horrible, and you're just sort of lost yourself because you're not the same person you were after this event. And Lula is not the same person. You can see it in her tone. Her tone is very different from how Alex pre um, presented her in the first novel. Granted, you know, you're in the first novel, you're seeing Lula through a sisterly perspective. And I thought that was really, you know, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was very interesting and I really enjoyed it to see her rediscover her belief, rediscover her faith, not just um, in her ancestry and in her magic, but in herself, you know. She failed, but she's willing to do what she needs to do to set things right and open up again, you know. She's ready to let go of all that anger and resentment that she's held for her sister. She's able to sort of move on with her life very slowly and surely, you know, everything she goes through in this novel, it goes from being just like, oh no, to sort of horrific because, you know, she did turn her boyfriend into a zombie, basically. And that's definitely not what she wanted to do to him because she loved him so, but turning into a monster, you know, really turns him into a monster. And Lula has to face the repercussions of her magic. She has to face the decisions she made through, through her grief and through her anger at the world. So it was really a really good no novel, Bruja Born. Um, I really did appreciate it. I really did like it. And I thought it was a really good horror story. It was a nice and blend of horror and fantasy and realism. So if you're looking for something that has a nice blend of horror and fantasy and realism, I mean, this is definitely a book. It's definitely different from the first book, which was more like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Sorry, my son just woke up from his nap. <laughs> um, but I really do did like Bruja Born. I have to say I gave it four stars. Um, just because, you know, it wasn't a five-star novel. It didn't blow me away. Like, I reserved my five stars for novels that completely blow my mind. But Bruja Born, it was a very good novel. Definitely gave it four stars. Definitely a great follow-up to Labyrinth Lost. Um, I think on FOMO, I think I probably liked this novel a little bit more than Labyrinth Lost just because it had more action in it. It was definitely a more action-packed story. Um, so I'll say that for this, but I really did like it. Um, Bruja Born by Zoraida Cordova. Um, please check it out. Please remember to support your local bookstores in this pandemic. Um, if you can't get to a bookstore, digital library, 
If you have a library card, go ahead. If you can sign up for a digital library card from your home, I say do it. Get this book as an ebook or an audiobook. If you have a Scribd membership, this book is available as an audiobook there. Not sure about the ebook, but I did listen to it uh, as an audiobook on Scribd, the Scribd app. So definitely, you know, check this book out. Please support your local bookstore. I know everyone wants to go straight to Amazon, but please support your local bookseller, whether it be, you know, IndieBound, Third World Books, or Barnes & Noble. Please remember to support them. And remember to stay healthy, stay safe, and please stay in indoors. Have a great day, guys. And thank you again, thank you again for joining me. Thank you.